Thank you for listening to this podcast. The Ville Church provides all its resources for free. If you have been blessed by this ministry, please consider giving financially. For more information on how to give and other resources, please visit www.theville.church. Good morning, Ville family. I am excited to be with you guys this morning in your living rooms, and your cars, wherever you may be. I'm just excited to be able to share and take a part of this series called Rooted. We've been in Rooted for the last few weeks, and it's been a tremendous blessing for me, and I'm sure it's been a tremendous blessing for you. Um, uh, just a uh, real quick, uh, turn your Bibles, go get your Bibles and your Bibles, uh, turn with me to the book of Colossians. We're still in Colossians chapter number three, uh, verses 15 through 17. I'll be reading in your hearing uh, from the ESV version, verses 15 through 17. We're still in rooted and um, I'm excited about this opportunity to preach. Thanks, Pastor Jay. Thanks, Pastor Rodney. Uh, if you have it, look, say amen. Yeah, okay. Cool. But the scripture says, uh, verse 15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Remember that word, thankful. Uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, thanks to God again, the Father through him, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity of hearing your word, of speaking your word in Lord, we pray that every word will give you glory today during this few moments of fellowship and worship with our sisters and brothers in Christ. It is in your name you get the glory. Amen. Amen. So if you allow me the next few minutes to talk about being rooted in thanksgiving, being rooted in thanksgiving. Given. Paul, of course, is the author of this book we've been learning over the last few weeks, and he uh, just made it his business uh, in this text to talk about thanks. Um, and just even from the foundational scripture of being rooted, and um, he talks about you being rooted in Christ ultimately. And as he talked to the Church of Colossians, I'm regurgitating and re-saying uh, it to you again, saying, hey, be rooted in Christ. And that's the ultimate uh, goal here. But today, I want to focus on being rooted in Thanksgiving. So after you're rooted in Christ, uh, I want you to move that uh, faith uh heart movement. I want you to move yourself to a place of being rooted in thanksgiving. And ultimately, when you move from being rooted in Christ, uh, combined with being rooted in thanksgiving, ultimately, you'll be rooted in God the Father. But the foundational scripture for the series, Rooted, is found in Colossians 2, verses 6 through 7. 
and it talks about, and it says in verse six, therefore, as you have received, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. I love that, that I see uh, the gravity of the text here, at least found in scriptures, that you, you find the gravity of the text of uh, the foundation of the text. And one, uh, one is five things that's highlighted in these foundational scriptures that you receive Christ. It's important that you receive Christ, that you walk in him, that you be rooted and built, uh, be established in the faith and abounding in thanksgiving. I, I started laughing uh, during this time of study saying abounding like normally I know I don't use the word abounding but uh, I just believe that uh, I had to I had to go to the dictionary like, what's abounding what's abounding well abounding uh, literally means to be well supplied it, it means to uh, with great quantities of a thing so I, I put it together it, it, it means to be well supplied in thanksgiving to God and it also means of great quantities of thanksgiving should be applied to our hearts and our lives during this time. For real, with us going through so many uh, great tragedies and, pan and during this time of pan uh, this pandemic right now. Um, so I want, I want to just reiterate that our focus will be on thanksgiving and what it means to be rooted in thanksgiving. Uh, Paul writes this letter to the Church of Colossians at this time, and he pretty much is is dealing with all of the false teachers, uh, the the polemic false teachers. Uh, there were so many things happening, false gods, uh, paganism was trying to creep into the church, and Paul wasn't having it. So he wanted to reassure the saints. He wanted to reassure his brothers and sisters in Christ. That it's important for you to keep God the focus. And, and the crazy thing, y'all, is that uh, these influences and these teachings and these, these folk tales and these fables and all of these beliefs were actually from outside sources of the church. It wasn't from within, but it was from outside. Just like today, we have so many things coming at us. But I want to encourage you today to stay focused, to stay rooted in Christ. And then stay rooted in thanksgiving, ultimately making you rooted in God. So I want to uh, pretty much let you know that in, in, in uh, chapter number three, Paul reminds them in the beginning that as believers of Christ, you should continue in the relationship of unity and community. Okay. With Christ and his death on the cross. I like that. Uh, he, he, he talks about being in unity and community with Christ in his resurrection from the dead and Christ, his new life and his fullness. Paul wants to encourage you. And can I encourage you today as a believer to continue in Christ in the relationship of unity and community with his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead? his new life in his fullness. Can I encourage you? Uh, you? You're already a believer. Continue with unity and community with Jesus Christ 
in his death on the cross. That's the gospel, guys. He died for us. So can I encourage somebody that may be watching today, that may be listening today, that, listen, Jesus died on the cross to save you and me from our sins. He causes us, and because of that, he displayed the ultimate selfless uh, behavior of the Father, and that is love. Where do we find that in Scripture? John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Jesus died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for me. He died on the cross for us, the entire world, because God loves us. Man, I'm, I'm excited about that, that opportunity that God loves us. So I, I just I just jogged my memory and just came down. I was like, hey, listen, you know, when was the last time you encouraged somebody to continue in God? When was the last time you encouraged uh, somebody to believe God, to trust God? And, and, and one of the toughest times is right now, today, where you're saying, you know what, things is happening. People are leaving the earth. People are dying. Uh, sickness, disease is controlling the, uh, the dynamic of our world right now. But it's very important that you keep the mission first, and that is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm excited because God's word excites me. But it's like Paul. Paul began in this, in, in chapter number three, he began to walk the people through this, uh, this bridge of building character, this, this bridge of character building. But before he got into building the character of the people, he said, listen, I want you to strip yourself. I want you to die to yourself. And you find that in Colossians 3 and 5, he says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and confetuousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. Wow. And these you too once walked. You once walked in it when you were living in them. But now you must put away all anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. This is Colossians uh, 3 and 8. Uh, I'm reading 3 uh, through 14. And then it says, do not lie one to another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. Check this out. He stripped them. He said, yo, listen, got to strip yourself, right? He stripped them from all of these things that will cause us to miss God in the moment, that will cause us to miss God for eternity. He stripped us of that. And then verse 10, he says, and put on the new self. There's this bridge of building character. He says, which is uh, being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Sathian, slave, free, but Christ is all and all. Listen, Christ is everything, Paul says. He says, look, look, put on all those good things, you know? And then he says, put on then as God's chosen ones. Can I remind you that you've been chosen? Yes, I can. Holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, 
forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. Um, it just reminds me that um, when God uh, saved me years ago, how when he saved me, um, I, I just received the heart of forgiveness. I received God's forgiveness and then I began to forgive others. So it's important that, you know, that you forgive is one of the biggest things because God has forgave, forgave, forgave you and has great, given us grace to forgive others. So before I read verse 14, I love the way uh, Paul transitions us across this bridge. I gave the bridge a name. The bridge is called love because God loves us and Christ loved us enough to die on the cross for us. In verse 14, 3 and 14, Colossians 3 and 14, he says, And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Love binds everything together in perfect harmony. I love God's word because certain things that said through his word, you do not even have to exegete or expound on. But it is clear that God loves us. Why is it clear? Because he loved you. Why is it clear? Because he loved me. Why is it clear? Because he sent his son Jesus into the world to die for our sins and forgive us and cleanse us from all things that were not righteous, that were not right. I, when, you, you, when you think about that, those things, man, wow, you'd be like, yeah, I, I serve a God that loves me. And he can serve a God, and you can serve a God too for those people that's scowling on the fence and just not believing. You can serve a God that loves you too because he's waiting for you to decide and come to him and say, yo, Lord, forgive me. And he's going to say, hey, I forgave you with that. And he goes on in verse 15 in the text. And the text says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. In conjunction to that, hold on to love, but then let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. So for a moment, for the next few minutes, I want to give you three points that I want you to see. Point number one is let the peace of Christ rule. Let the peace of Christ rule. I ask this question, what is the peace of Christ? What is the peace of Christ? Uh, Paul leads me to Philippians 4 and 7. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what is the peace of Christ that Paul is talking about that should rule in your heart? He's talking about the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So this peace is, is unexplainable. This peace surpasses our understanding. We do not understand how we live in places of peace. And God wants you to know today that you can possess this peace. Let it rule in your hearts. I want to encourage those that are in Jesus that, yo, let it rule in your hearts. Let this peace surpass all understanding. The things you can't understand allow that peace to make it easy for you. Uh, the next thing in that is that he says, will guard your hearts and minds. This peace will guard your heart and your mind. During this time, during this pandemic, during people uh, being filled with sickness, disease, and hurt, harm, and danger, guys, 
It is the peace that will rule in your heart. Man, I love it. But this is what I love about it. He says, to which you were called in one body, understanding you are a part of the body of Christ. But then he says, and be thankful. So I said, okay, well, you know, thankful. This, this thankful, being thankful equates to uh, being grateful. So you mean to tell me when I let the peace of Christ rule in my heart said that it's going to cause me to be grateful to? Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And be grateful. Man, it's so many times that we, you know, we get we get into ourselves and we we just be so unthankful and, and, and so ungrateful. But when you possess and you allow the peace of Christ to rule in your heart, you will become thankful and not only that, grateful. Verse 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts, being rooted in thanksgiving. One, by being thankful, by allowing Christ to rule, and then two, in thankfulness. Point number two is let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ allow the Bible to speak to your heart. Allow his word to, to move you from being spiritually poor to spiritually rich, to, to, to wealthy. The, the wealthiest thing that that we see the, the, the richest thing we see in scripture is Jesus dying for our sins. Listen, guys, I'm, I, I don't know. That was the biggest selfless act I currently experience on a daily basis because we needed it. I needed it. And hey, look, I'm a priest in myself right now <laughs> and understand that I need uh, the word of Christ to dwell in me richly. But the point number two was let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. But then it goes on to say, admonishing one another in all wisdom. Admonishing one another in all wisdom. When was the last time you encouraged your neighbor? When was the last time you, you esteemed them and said, great job, that you affirmed them? It, uh, the word tells us to admonish one another. Pushers, hey, you can do it. You can make it. You can pray. You can have the faith that you need to succeed in your life. You can do it. But then there's nothing like hearing the voices of our neighbors worshiping next to us, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, as the scripture says. You can, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be in the presence of your loved ones. That's why this thing is so, I can't wait till it's over. I can't wait till we get through this moment to where we can be next to our loved ones and hearing that off singing <laughs> or, or that loud singing or just screaming to the top of your lungs. The, the, the theology that worships, that worship, uh, that allows us to worship God in spirit and in truth. The theology that comes through the songs that allows us to just, just move us to a place of thankfulness. Thankfulness that our expression that is rooted in thanksgiving comes through our singing to God. 
Man, I can't wait for the day. But then the scripture goes on to say that in verse 16, with thankfulness in our hearts to God, this thankfulness is about the grace that God has extended toward us and we give it back in praise. Wow. Wow, this thankfulness, being rooted in thankfulness, being rooted in thanksgiving is about the grace that God has given us this opportunity to give him thanks from our hearts. Listen, Paul wrote to the church of Colossians, listen, don't forget the being given God thankfulness, grace, grace, oh wow, grace. If it wasn't for God's grace, if it wasn't for his mercy, we'd be messed up, we'd be jacked up. We always say, we, man, uh, we always say at the bill, listen, man, God's grace is everything. God's grace, yo, without God's grace, man, I'm a mess. I'm still a mess. That's why I need his grace. You're still a mess. That's why you need his grace. I'm telling you, that's the whole thing. Thank God for grace. Thank God for grace, right? Y'all know I'm excited. You know I just love God and I'm passionate about God's word. Verse 17, it says, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord. I'm sweating a little bit, a little hot in here, but I'm excited. My adrenaline is running. And, and then it says, do everything in the name of the Lord. Jesus giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Point number three, and I'm going to close with this. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, everything. Everything. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to gather. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This form of thanks, and we're talking about being rooted in thanksgiving, is the good response or reception by which is undeserving. Such a response itself in thanksgiving and praise. This response is your praise. Do everything in word and deed. But then it moves on to that place that Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Jesus. Give God your praise. Be thankful. It's the moment of being rooted in thanksgiving. That praise is everything. It's important to be rooted in Christ. It's important to be rooted in thanksgiving. And those two Right there, what ultimately calls you to be rooted in God by being rooted in thanksgiving. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity of sharing your word. Lord, we pray that the hearer, somebody that is listening today, will be richly inspired and moved by your word compelled to the gospel, this good news, that you are a savior and that you can save any and everybody in this peace that surpasses all understanding and this peace that we see is for people who are near and far, people who are far off, people who are near, that you would rule in our hearts, that you would richly dwell in our hearts with your word, that we would remember your word during these times of pandemonia, man, calamity, uh, 
unsurety, uncertainty uh, in this world. But God, one thing we are sure of, and that is you, that you are sovereign, that you are all powerful, that you are all knowing, that you are all wise. God, we are sure. Lord, thank you for rooting us in your son. Thank you for rooting us in thanksgiving and praise. We give you glory. We make you big. We speak well of you. We speak good of you. And Lord, we love you today because you love us. You showed it. You displayed it as your son died on the cross for our sins. And you continue to lavish us with your grace every day. Lord, keep us rooted. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Peace out, y'all. Love y'all.